Welcome back, everybody, to the Box Score Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. On today's episode, we are going to have uh, a fan for every team break down the divisional matchups this weekend. We have Travis and Ryan on to uh, talk about their the Travis's Chiefs and Ryan's Ravens. And Clint is going to t- join me, and we're going to talk about the 49ers and the Lions. But before we get into that, I thought I'd just talk a little bit about the coaching carousel that seems to be rounding into shape at this point. Uh, the two jobs that are still open and the other, um, you know, big story is so far Bill Belichick does not have a job. So we'll talk about those couple things. So let's first start with the coaching carousel. Uh, we know we, me and Isaac already talked about uh, Gerard Mayo going to the... Um, the Patriots, so you can check out the podcast on that. Dave Canales is the Panthers head coach. Now, I do kind of like this a little bit for the Panthers. Canales has, um, it's his first year calling plays, I believe. He didn't do that over in Seattle. However, he has been helpful to both Baker Mayfield and Geno Smith to get their careers back on track. Uh, I think this is a friend, QB-friendly hiring, is what it is, for... Um, Bryce Young. Now, the the con to this trade for the Panthers is he's still a relatively young guy. He hasn't had a lot of play calling experience. Um, and is he going to be a good head coach? Sometimes when you go after the young hotshot, I mean, look at Brandon Staley. I'm just throwing that out there. I do like it overall for the Panthers, but I would say my big concern is, does he have enough experience? And a six-year contract is a long time to give to an unproven coach. The Tennessee Titans uh, hired Brian Callahan, who helped develop Joe Burrow. And let's face it, uh, Brown or Browning, Brown, Browning. I don't remember, uh, the the quarterback that took over for Burrow this year. He actually played really good, considering um, you know he was a backup. Uh, he helped the Bengals have sort of a successful back half of the season after losing their star quarterback, even though they didn't make the playoffs. Um, so this, again, is another solid hiring. We see a theme here, at least with the last two teams, where they went offense. Um, Brian Callahan will work with Will Levis. Maybe he can develop him the same way he developed Burrow and Browning. And, you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens. You know, obviously, he's been a coordinator a little bit longer than Canales was, so this might be a little better. Um but again, with any of these coaches, the the one thing you're always worried about is um, the experience. Can can they be a head coach? That's the question. Uh, it's not it's not just being the offense coordinator. Can you coach the entire team? Uh, the Atlanta Falcons uh, hired Raheem Morris, um, the defensive coordinator for the Rams, who helped kind of reestablish the Rams defense this year. I don't know how I feel about this tra- uh, this um, this hiring. Uh, obviously, Bill Belichick was big rumored into um, being, you know, wanting wanting the Falcons' job and interviewing only for that job. I don't quite understand why they would go Morris' direction over over Bill Belichick. Um, you know, the, he, they went defense because Arthur Smith was offense and. Typically, that's what teams do. They go, whether it's personality or play style, they always go, they hire the opposite of what they they had before. It's, it's sort of like when you break up with a girl, you might, you know, uh, 
or or a guy and you might go with a totally different personality than the other person because it's it's kind of i guess refreshing or or not it's it's mysterious maybe so i think that's what they kind of did here um we'll see we'll see how mars goes we'll see how he goes um i think he can bring a defensive mindset into atlanta i think that's clear but can he get that offense back on track because if you really think about it the offense was kind of the thing that the Falcons were leaning on this year and that was the big disappointment so can Morris find a way to fix that we'll, we'll wait and see the Las Vegas Raiders got Antonio Pierce this was a smart hire um look at the difference same exact team look at the difference between Josh McDaniels and Antonio Pierce right? Antonio Pierce got those guys going. He motivated them. He seems to be a great leader. And, you know, when we see like uh, a job like uh, what Dan Campbell has done in Detroit, Antonio Pierce, we might be seeing more of that type of uh, motivated, motivating type of coach being hired. I think Antonio Pierce kind of falls in the same um, category as Dan Campbell, which I think will be good for the Raiders kind of a vibe change and a um, environment change. And we already seen how it has helped the team this year. Now, the last hiring we'll talk about is the Chargers getting Jim Harbaugh. I love this move for the Chargers. Harbaugh will get a um, a quarterback in Josh Herbert. And it it's way better than Brandon Staley. I think Harbaugh, uh, he's going to bring his style into <clears throat> the Chargers locker room, that tough gritty style um, that's going to help their defense improve, their line play improve. And I think that, you know, we know like how John Harbaugh likes to play. He's he's more of a run to set up the pass type of guy. They, they will probably have to get a, a, a more of a running back that can uh, carry more of a load than Eckler. Um, and Eckler can kind of be that, that change of pace back. But really, honestly, I really like this move for the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to be a big deal next year just simply by changing their head coach. Now, the two other jobs that are still open are the Seattle Seahawks, who Mike McDonald, McDonald, um, the Ravens' defensive coordinator, that's the biggest rumor right now of him going to see the Seahawks right now, and the Washington Commanders, um, it seems like Ben Johnson might be the favorite for that role. So we'll see what happens, really. Um with those two jobs, but it's interesting to me that neither Bill Belichick is not up for either one of these jobs. Now, obviously, there's different things that we read. Some some things tell us that Bill Belichick, you know, only wanted to go to the Falcons, and then some some things will tell us that nobody wanted Bill. I don't know what to believe, really. All I know is, I I think the part that scares people is the amount of power that Bill Belichick wants in an organization. I think. The GM, Bill Belichick, is sort of ruining coaches Bill Belichick's opportunity to get a job and get Don Shula's record. Uh, it might be good for him to have a year off and see what available jobs are for next year. That's all I can say about that. So that's all the coaching carousel news. Okay, enough about just me. We're going to throw it over back to me. But this time I will have Clint on and we will be discussing the divisional round matchup between the Niners and the Lions. Welcome back, everybody, to the Box Score Sports Podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and on today's episode, we're going to do something a little bit fun. We got a couple of matchups, big matchups coming this weekend. The 
AFC and the NFC Championship. So we're going to break down the AFC Championship later on in the podcast with my friends uh, Travis and Ryan. And one is a Chiefs fans, one is a Ravens fan. So we're, we're going to have them to talk about the game. We're going to look forward to that. That's going to come up soon. But for right now, though, I brought in our resident 49er fan. And as everybody knows, I root for the Lions. And we are going to break down the 49ers and the Detroit Lions game. We're going to talk a little bit about the game. Uh, and uh, Clint, how's it going? It's always a glorious week when you beat the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Living in Wisconsin. Even though yeah. it was uh, ugly, I'll take it. It's a happy week. I can enjoy it. When, when were you the most worried? Like, when, at what point? Were, I know you were probably chopping your nails the entire game. I get that part, you know, being a Lions fan. But when did it, like... When was there, was there a moment where your stomach like started to really sink in and you're like, oh, I can't believe this is happening? Uh, when it was 21-14 and the 49ers punted, I text like two or three people. I'm like, I think that's the game. Because <laughs> I figured, the you know, the the Packers would at least score a field goal. Um, and they were taking, you know, their drives were usually more methodical. And then Jordan Love threw the first pick and then they were like, oh, are you feeling better? And I was like, well, not really, because I kind of had written it off. So then you calm down and you're like, I can't believe we're going to lose this game. And then the hope comes back. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, it was more stressful than it wanted to. But yeah, in that was that halfway through the third quarter after the 49ers punted. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're going to blow this game. Yeah, I, I was I was with you. I, there was a moment I thought the Niners were going to lose. It might have been in that moment. I can't quite remember. Um, but you know, as a Lions fan, like we talked last week, because you joined me last week, I'm like, well, this means that the Lions, if they win tomorrow, they can host a playoff game. So I, it was kind of like a win-win for me. If, uh, the, 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 the Packers won, it's like, okay, the Lions can host Green Bay and Detroit. If the Niners win and the Packers are out of the playoffs and I can stop hearing from Packer fans. <laughs> so it was kind of nice the way it ended too, where uh, it was like a Jordan Love kind of, kind of blunder, a big mistake from him because now I don't think I have to hear a whole off season about how amazing the guy is, even though he was pretty good. I just throwing that out there. Oh, I know. I, I was my my brother and my friend returned to taxi me today. They took their 48 hours to sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> right. They were they were making fun of Brock Purdy. And I was like, well, as long as it doesn't rain. But I was like, hey, all I'm saying is in the fourth quarter, your quarterback went six of 12 for 30 yards with two picks. And mine went six of seven. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> when it well, counted, he showed up. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know if you did. You happen to listen to uh the podcasts I did with Isaac yet? Not yet. No. Okay. Okay. So one one thing I I didn't understand, especially that interception with Love, uh, it was the play call was a little weird because like I don't know if you saw it, but like, uh, the Packers had like all three of their their targets, three four targets. They were fifteen or more yards downfield. It was almost like they were going for the big play there. And I didn't understand what Matt LaFleur was doing considering the timeouts and the time they had. So it was also like not just a bad pick, a bad decision by a young quarterback, but like the coach, in my opinion, put the quarterback in a horrible spot too, right? Like, because I don't understand what they were doing when they didn't need to go that far downfield. They just need to keep going to get that, get back in the field goal range at the very least, right? Well, he probably thought we got to score a touchdown because he ain't making no field goal. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a fair point. But th then maybe you should get a different kicker because yeah. like, like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. they probably should have, you know, when you're when you're lying to the the staff of Fox's 
we just hope and pray when he goes out there. Um, you know, but I guess in fairness, it's hard as far as the season went on. You know, they pretty much went from we're not going to make it to now we're in, and it is what it is. But that's what comes back to the kill you at the end. Yeah, yeah, and I really, I really think the Niners got a little fortunate winning just because, like, I pretty tried to give that game away a little early with the pick. There was at least one drop pick six that, like, but, but that's that's you got to win those games sometimes. So that's that was an excellent win from the Niners. Um, I watched uh, a Quisky Hart drop an interception, so it's all fine. Yeah, yeah, that's it true. Back, that's fair. It Every, that's, that's a great point. That's a great point. Uh, uh, quick thoughts on the, because we're going to be talking about the Lions and Niners Just a quick, quick, uh, minute, maybe less, uh, thoughts on the Lions game that you, you get a chance to watch that. Yeah, they, they started slow, but I think some of these games, it gets that way, you know, like the pressure of the situation and for the Lions, like the home crowd, sometimes you're over amped and, um, but there was only like a brief moment was that it was 10, 10 at halftime, correct? I think so, yeah. yeah. yeah and Tampa yeah, Bay yeah. started with the ball. And that was where I was like, well, if Tampa Bay is going to score and go up, then maybe we have a game. But once the Lions kind of took the lead, um, I had less worry about that. Um, so there wasn't really a moment where I'm like, oh, my gosh, the Lions are going to blow this. But, you know, they uh, they did what they had to, and they looked, they looked for most of the game pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll and we'll talk about how maybe some of that can come into this game and, and play a role. Um, so let's let's talk about the game, Clint. Let's talk about the big game coming up, the Niners, the Lions. So just to give everybody kind of the idea of what we're looking at as far as what like the 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 smart people are saying about the game. Um the uh, the line is at negative seven in the Niners. So people, uh, one of the lines I'm looking at. Obviously, we don't gamble, we don't encourage gambling, but this is just what people are thinking as far as what uh, the game's going to be. Uh, interesting. I thought uh, the over under is 51 points. Um, so if it's not raining, maybe we'll get there. Right? Uh, do you know what the weather's going to be like? Or it's supposed to be sunny and warm. Okay, it's good. To be 70 on Sunday. I know. I kept looking. I'm like, please don't rain. Please don't. <laughs> rain. I can't do any more rain. Um, and the Lions against are seven and two against the spread on the road, and the 49ers are three and six against the spread at in home games. So sort of interesting there. Um, just give me your first your general thoughts of the game, and then we'll go into some specifics here. I got some specific questions we'll answer. I like the matchup with the Lions. Um, you know. People were asking me, like, are you nervous after watching Brock Purdy last week? Not really. I mean, he's bad in the rain. He's got small hands. You know, I'm not one of those, like, let's go to the combine and double check all these numbers. But he does have smaller hands. And <clears throat> we've seen in his, what, year and a half starting, three of the games where it rained haven't been pretty. So, <laughs> um, But I, I think it's a good offensive matchup. I think both mm. teams will score in this game. Um, so I think we'll get over 51 for sure. I think both teams will get into the high 20s. Yeah, I I do agree with you. And, you know, I, I kind of like when I think about games, when I'm picking games, I kind of one factor I think it is um, now. Now, it doesn't always play a part is like if there's a blowout, who could you see blowing out the other team? And then it kind of gives you a little bit more confidence in who you pick. And I'd have to say that'd be the 49ers in this case. Uh, what concerns me too is some of the 
you know, listening, I don't know how much podcasts you have listened to, but, you know, kind of like early kind of feels like a lot of people are like, oh, but the Lions and then they're kind of down on the Niners because I don't know if they're factoring in the rain enough. I don't like that. I don't like that as a Lions fan because I think uh, the Niners being any type of underdog, whether it's like a narrative underdog or whatever, it's just going to feel that fire. Uh, I do, for the most part, I'll be, be straightforward. I, I, you know, do like this matchup for the Niners as well. Uh, but we will we will get into more of the details. So uh, why don't you tell me what the 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 uh, thing you're most confident in in the 49ers in this game? I think they'll be able to throw the ball, barring mm-hmm. rain. <laughs> yeah, I think even like in the Bucks game, it'll come and go. Um, but I I feel confident, especially if Debo plays. Even if he sounds like he's fifty fifty, and I think if he's fifty fifty, he will attempt to play. Um. But I just think, what is it, Sutton, one of the cornerbacks for the Lions, like he's like a turnstile. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you just you find a matchup with him. Um, so I I have confidence, barring as I said, weather that the 49ers will move the ball through the air um quite effectively. And I was less certain about it, but the last couple of weeks, teams have run on the Lions with more mm-hmm. success than normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that is like a for the Lions, that is like a death blow if the 49ers can effectively run and throw. You know, then they get in – Shanahan gets into that game where if you think McCaffrey's going to get five yards of carry, you got to creep up into the box and so on and so forth, and that creates like a chain reaction. Yeah, so if I'm looking at this right – yeah, and I, I agree with you, by the way. You're you're going to be able to pass the ball. Uh, what's the, what's the um, word on Debo? He's right. The last I saw was 50 50. There was no okay. break. It's like a muscle thing. So I think, I mean, if it's 50 50, I think he'll play. You know, he'll fight to play. I don't know if he'll be 100%, but if you just have him out there, you know, running some kind of decoy or even if you can get him the ball a few times, will serve its purpose. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, obviously that's going to be, uh, play somewhat of a factor, right? Because it's not, you know, you can't like, he, he is a huge part of their offense. And I think if, if he ends up not playing, that could help the Lions stay within striking distance, um, in this game. Um, the, now I'll tell you the one thing I'm most confident in the Lions is I think if they, they can get the run game going, it's, it's something that the, the Packers had success with, um, if if they especially stick with Gibbs, Gibbs has been explosive the last couple of weeks, and I, I I don't mind like them going back and forth with Montgomery and, and Gibbs, but uh, towards the end of the game against Tampa, one of the things that was striking to me is that they didn't keep going to Gibbs, like because Gibbs was kind of like tearing up Tampa Bay. So I think like it, the one thing I think the Lions can do against the the um the Niners has run the ball and that can set up their play action. And like, I, I think this goes to what you said to start out. Our discussion is basically it's going to, it can be a high scoring game because I think both teams are going to be able to move the ball and one's going to be through the air probably more so. Although I'm with you, I think McCaffrey will probably be able to run on the lions uh, because I, I just think he'll run on most teams. And then, um, and then uh, the, the lions have uh, uh, the, the run game that sets up the pass. Yeah. I, <clears throat> The Lions run game worries me some um, because they ran pretty good on Tampa and Tampa is a good run defense. And I don't know if it's rust. The the Niners run defense has not been great lately. And they did a decent job on Aaron Jones 
for chunks of the game, you know, he had that, what, 55-yard run or whatever at the end. So that put him at, what, 107. So he's right around 50-something yards before then. But it's still effective enough for the play action. So I think with the the, the Lions, you got to just make them pass or make them run. <laughs> You know, if yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna play back and dare the Lions to run it a bunch, um, I would probably tend to heat them up and try to get Jared Goff to beat me through the air. Personally, you know, get a little pressure on him. Maybe he makes a mistake, but yeah, I think the Lions will be fairly effective running the ball unless unless the 49ers, like you said, the narrative and last week was kind of like um, we can't cruise to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, correct. I and. And, and, um, I guess we'll see, and what, and that's, I think the one point you brought out, like Aaron Jones, like he didn't, he didn't like, even he had that 50 yard, it's just wearing the defense down. Like, and the lions, they're really good. Most of the time is sticking to the run, even if it's three yards of carry. Like I was talking to my brother about this on, uh, when we were talking, I'm like, I don't understand why the lions aren't running the ball more. And he's like, well, they're not doing a good job. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I think they are. So I looked at the stats and they're averaging like three, three yards of carry. I'm like, no, that's all you need. That's all you need in the NFL. Stay ahead of the sticks, three yards of carry where that defense is down. And then you get some explosive runs eventually. And you're still controlling the ball. I think that's, you know, obviously um, uh, very key for the Lions in this game is, is ball control and trying to keep the offense off, on off the field while keeping the defense on the field and just try to wear them out. Yeah, they got to have they got to find a balance because I think the Lions will be in trouble if they are predictable when they are going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, if yep. you're just going to come out on first down and try to hammer it and the Niners see you're going to run it and then it's suddenly second and nine. Right. Now, now you're going to face some some difficulties on the opposite side. You don't want to be obvious that first down is going to be a pass and you can play it. So I think that's kind of the, the chicken and mouth for both of the chicken and mouse. <laughs> the yeah, cat, the mouse. Yeah. Are you calling <laughs> the lions the chickens? New- I don't even know. <laughs> what, what are we doing? I think for both teams, because the 49ers will struggle with that too. Um, yeah. Is if you get too far behind the sticks, um, you know, then you're just become one dimensional and the lines pass rush looked pretty good last week. Again, I think I think it's both teams. It's like come and go. You know, you go through stretches where the Lions are just all over the quarterback, and you go two weeks and did anyone even get close? (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, no, I hear you. Okay, what's your biggest question with the Forty Niners? What what would you say is mine is always going to be Kyle Shanahan sticking to the run. I text Mm -hmm. you. I think it was in the third quarter, just before they kind of turned it around. It was twenty-seven passes to eleven runs, taking out the. Rock Purdy had like three runs, two of them were sneaks prior to that. And that's just like, especially in that game with the weather, that's just too much passing. Yeah. This game might be different, but um, I think they need to get more run. And if Debo's going to be limited, I think they need to play Elijah Mitchell more. Like he played one snap, I think, against the Packers. Like if Debo's out, you know, put McCaffrey in the slot and yeah. have, you know, Mitchell as your running back for the play. So he always concerns me with that, that he gets out over his skis. I said it last week, you know, he gets a little cocky with Brock Purdy sometimes and he just goes, all right, we're going to throw it all over the field. And this matchup too, on paper, you should be able to come out and throw the ball over the field. But if you're, if he's too, if Brock Purdy's too amped up and you sail a couple passes and you're punting, you know, you don't want to be down 10, nothing. Right. Um, against the Lions. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's a that's a Shanahan tree thing, because like you, like McDaniels does the same exact thing. Like, uh, look what can, I can do with my my passing game and my scheme. And then you kind of avoid the run. That's a really good question. Yeah. And, and I think that's, you know, imperative to stick to that, because like my biggest question for the Lions is is can they generate pass rush? Because you got to you got to get after pretty. Right. And, and you're right about the um uh the pass rush the last two weeks has been a better but it's all blitz basically right like getting free blitzers to the quarterback so uh uh the niners has two weeks of film on this and they in the playoffs um will they adjust and can you adjust to their adjustment because i think the 49ers offensive line is is better than what they've played the last two weeks right so and, and can you get that because honestly the 49ers are going to try to take Hutchinson out of the game when you rush four there's just no way they're going to just one-on-one -on -one him or whatever so you got to generate that pass rush with the blitz and can you get the blitz there because man if you bring pressure you bring five, six guys, and you have pretty back there, sitting back there, protected for three, four seconds. He's going to get someone open, and this team is one of the best, like run after catch, like you know, like they got Kittle, who's really good at running after the catch, and Debo and Christian and Ayuk, like all those guys with the ball in their hands. You don't want to see that. So I think my biggest question: Lions got to get to the quarterback. Can they? Can they do that consistently on Sunday? Yeah, for sure. You know, and I think two of those, like. Buccaneers just blew the coverage and Aiden Hutchinson just ran straight at Baker Mayfield. Like you can't, you can't have those in a championship game. Um, and again, from Tampa, you kind of expect it like they're nine and eight again, not, not that they were great all year, um, but you can't have that in a game like this, especially if it's close and it's high scoring. Um, but yeah, they, the offensive line has got to show up. They weren't terrible against the Packers. You know, the Packers got there a few times, but um, especially if they're going to blitz, you got to know your blitz pickups. Right, right. Correct, correct. Um, okay, biggest X factor for you for the 49ers? It's going to be Debo playing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I know that sounds like a <laughs> like an easy – well, the, the biggest one would be rain. But I think that's – we've cleared rain. Um, it's just having Debo out there because um, that just – I was actually surprised, you know, they pulled it out without him against the Packers because as you know, I mean, the 49ers offense is completely different without him. And they were, they were even dumb and tried the Debo play with Juwan Jennings, like that handoff yeah, yeah. in the third quarter. And I'm like, yeah. the, the, to that point, I'm like, just give it to Elijah Mitchell. Like no right. one's going to be like, Oh, here comes Juwan Jennings. He's going to run through everyone. <laughs> um, so, no, you're right. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. I remember that play too. That was <laughs> him playing, even if he's, 75% decoy. Just when he fakes the wide receiver screen, at least in the beginning of the game, the Lions are going to have to play it. They won't know. And if he's at least decent enough later in the game, you can throw it to him one or two times because I think that will that creates the spacing for McCaffrey to get out of the backfield, Kittle to get open, or Ayuk to have one-on-one -on, -one on the outside. So he'll, he'll be my X factor of just can he play please. Yeah. Yeah. Please, <laughs> please. Uh, yeah. I guess like for me, for the lions, uh, I would have, uh, Sam Laporta, you know, he's got to stay, you know, he's been nicked up. Is he going to be a little healthier? Can he make a, you know, um, plays in the middle of the field, those big plays, uh, James Houston might come back. So that's a little bit of an X factor, but you know, like when you haven't played football in like three months it's like how big of a difference are you going to make so i just went with gibbs i think gibbs is the real the x factor for me 
can they get him the ball in space? Can he make a couple explosive plays, keep the clock moving? Will the Lions see, like, if he's averaging 4.5 yards a carry, let's just say, and then Montgomery's averaging two, will they just kind of run him? You know, Gibbs. So it's not just Gibbs himself, but the Lions using Gibbs, which is kind of funny for me because – uh, I, I still don't think it was the right draft pick at the time, uh, you know, and, and that's a totally different topic to get into, but he is definitely a, a different maker. He kind of reminds me a little of Jamal Charles. So like, I'm just saying like, that's what I, I, I think the biggest X factor for the Lions is Gibbs. Let's get him going because I think that's going to be important and, and in the passing game as well. And he gives you the dimension to get outside. Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron Jones was effective on those outside zone runs because Apparently the 49ers forgot that what they do, the other teams, the Packers also likewise do with the receivers cracking down on the ends, Um, which after the third time was like, all right, he's coming in motion to crack you on this toss, but um, he gives the, that dynamism that I think could give the 49ers problem. Like David Montgomery is good and he's faster than we think. But as far as if you're going to run a pitch to, uh, David Montgomery, I'm less worried that the our linebackers can't get out there and stop that play. But if it's Gibbs and he gets a hole, it's not going to be five yards. It might be 25 or, right. you know, all the way. Um, so keeping him in check is going to be big because he's he's kind of like the there's there's your 75 yard play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yep. Uh, OK, biggest concern facing the Lions this weekend. It's going to be controlling the run, not, you know, not stopping the run. Because, again, I think at this point, all of these teams, you know, the Lions aren't one of those bad teams that make it to the NFC championship game. And you turn around and it's 38 to three (laughs) where you're like, I don't know how this team got here. Uh, But keeping it manageable so that the play action doesn't kill you. And especially in the red zone, you know, if you can control the run game in the red zone, that's what they did good against the Packers. The Packers got down there and they were think they were at like the nine yard line and they got Aaron Jones for negative two yards. And you're like, all right, okay, well, now we took out the run game for the next two plays. Um, so the lines are going to move the ball, but especially once you get close to the red zone, they need to keep the Lions from first and goal from the five, because <laughs> that's probably three runs and a touchdown. If you can get, First and goal from the nine, 10, and make Jared Goff pass. Not that he's not capable of it, but it's more manageable of what you expect them to do. Yeah. Okay. I like that one. I like that one. Um, my uh, biggest concern for the uh, 49 it's just they're more of a complete team. I just like just to be like totally general about it, but honest about it. Like, so going into the playoffs, I thought there was two complete teams, the Ravens, the Niners. So like, like, yeah, they both have little flaws, but like, if you're like the two, we're going into San Francisco, they're a complete team. They have the run after catch ability, the, the, the uh, passing ability to slice that secondary up. And we know what Debo, Mike Evans, not Debo, uh, Mike Evans, CD lamb. Uh, who was it in the first round there that just, Oh, uh, Puka Puka just tore up the lions. So it's just that side of the ball in the generating the pass rush. If the, if the lions get down by 10 and young and Bosa can just pin their ears back and they know they just need to, it's just going to be a rough day. So just, just the completeness of their team. It's it's not like they have any huge glaring weakness that I'm just like, oh yeah, we can take advantage of this. So 
uh, my biggest concern is just like this is the best team in the um, NFC, and we we you got to go into San Francisco to beat them. And I don't see, I don't know how that's possible, right now, honestly. So, I mean, it's possible, but you know, my faith in it is very small, slim. Yeah, yeah. I this is one of those games. If the Niners can get out to a two score lead, like I, I would view it like they're not as bad as the Seahawks. Like a Seahawks game where you're like, all right, well now. Now we know what they are going to do. Yeah. Um, and when you're up, then your whole playbook for the Niners is in front of you. So they should have done it last week, but they bailed themselves out. But if you can get a lead on the Lions, like Jared Goff has been good, but he still has those stretches where, and Brock Purdy the same way, if the Lions got up 10 nothing, where you're going, um, <laughs> where where was that throw going? Or like you said, the pass rush for both teams. If you're Aiden Hutchinson's going to be able to tee off, um, you know, then you're going to have problems. Yeah, it's it kind of, I was going to ask this question, but I kind of like, you know, like what quarterback do you trust most in this game? And it's almost like the quarterback that like I trust most is the quarterback that doesn't deal with the most pressure, right? Like, it's not like, I don't think one, honestly, I don't think one is more talented than the other. I think uh, Goff is playing a little bit like, because of recent memory, he's just playing a little bit better right now because Purdy just got done playing in the rain. So everyone's like, oh, look at Jared Goff. But people forgot, like, in the first quarter, Jared Goff tried to throw an interception to, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the end zone. And the very next play, which was third and goal, it was, like, at the eight or six-yard line. And Ben Johnson's like, yeah, we're going to run it here and kick the field goal because we're not going to throw an interception. Like, Goff did the same thing when they played the Rams where he kind of threw the ball backwards and they got the they recovered it. But it's the the lions recovered it but so he'll kind of give you a throw or two where the defense has to take advantage of it and we know pretty is capable of that as well pretty is but i would say that i think the best quarterback in this game is going to be the one that has the almost the least amount of pressure that's that's the one that's going to win this game and i i default to the fact that the niners i just i don't see the lions being able to generate pass rush without blitzing and I, I think that I like the offensive line for the Niners, and I think that they'll give pretty enough time to, to, to make things happen. Whereas, the Niners are different. Rush four, they usually can get to the quarterback by rushing four, and that's not that's not a good place to be for any team, in my opinion. So, yeah, I, this is just a game of like two system quarterbacks. Like I know people Hate always that say word. that it's, yeah. like, it's like a negative, but you're like, I mean, they they pretty much fit the system. Yeah. They adjusted, uh, like, you know, around how the game is going, maybe too much sometimes. But like you said, that was a perfect example. Jared Goff threw a gimme. He dropped it, and they were like, let's just take some points on this drive. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, same with Shanahan, like, before half. Like, Purdy was all over the place, and they ran the clock, and then they they had one play. It was like a deep crosser to IU that was kind of open, but the Packers got pressure, and he's like, all right, well, we'll just try to take a field goal. And it's just – it works to its benefits and its detriments. When both of these guys are on, it just looks perfect. And it's right. just like, wow, these guys are awesome. And when it when there's pressure or something's a little off, they can both look like, when's the last time you actually played a pro game? Yeah, you know, right. No, right. Throws are like, have you ever thrown a football in the rain? Because that one came out sideways. Like, <laughs> like something? So you're right. Whoever, whoever either gets the pressure or can't overcome, like, their nerves or excitement of a big mm -hmm. game. Yeah. You know, you you don't want to come out of this game either quarterback 
oh for five because you're sailing some passes because you're excited and then you look at the scoreboard and you know then then you're trouble yeah so who who do you say the most pressure is on who who has the more pressure on this game between whether it's you know the teams the 49ers yeah like yeah. this is your you know like again it's not like a slight to the lions but if you're the 49ers and your your path to the super bowl was the seven seed and then what were the lions the three yeah the yeah. three seed like you didn't have to go through dallas which probably would have been easier yeah <laughs> you know, right 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 dallas or philadelphia which was built up to this like you know th there's not many times that you're going to get a seven and a three seed where um you have like distinct advantages over yep so i think as a team there's pressure, but I think to what you were saying is they played so poorly in that Packer game that everyone has kind of done the, well, you know, and so there's all this doubt, which I think hopefully they turn that and it, you know, it's 35 to 10 at halftime. I, you know, not for your sake, but for yeah, my, yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't complain I if it was the other way, but yeah. Yeah. So I get I what you're excited. saying. So I think that helps offset it to a degree because I think people have kind of like, done the well the 49ers aren't really as good as we thought they were all here and you know maybe they're not and the lions will come out and show it but i tend to think they are and i think they will show up to this game because it's not going to rain yeah <laughs> so yeah quarterback I, be able to throw it. I know that sounds so simple but i'm like i mean Good thing the Super Bowl is in a dome if they're in the Super Bowl, because at least you don't have to worry about it. Well, it's the same with Tua, right? Like when it was 40 to below to zero, I'm like, yeah, we're not winning this game. Like he like he can't throw in the cold. It, sometimes it is simple like that. Like, right. You know, it's simple things. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's the thing is I do think there's more pressure on the 49ers, but the pressure isn't as much as it could be because they did have kind of a weak week. Um, I wonder too how much that was rust, right? Because they didn't really play any real football in like three weeks, right? <laughs> you know, because uh, you know. So I'm just saying, like, I think now that they got that one under their belt, they'll probably be ready to go. So, how does the 49ers win this game? They just got to play their game, their game plan, which is play action and get the ball to your guys, get in the open field. I think Brandon Ayuk is going to have a, a big game, especially if Sutton is lined up with him a lot. Um, you know, he's our best bet as that dynamic. I'll call him an actual receiver. Debo's not like a receiver receiver. He kind of does everything. Mm -hmm. um, so if they can get their play action going, I think they'll, they'll get on a roll. And once they get on a roll and you can put up two or three touchdowns consecutively, even if the Lions score on one or two of them, like just, that momentum kind of wears on the morale of the other team of like, well, we're doing everything and they just scored three straight touchdowns. I don't know what else we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't you kind of see that? Like if, if one sideline's trying to like hype their team up to get motivated, it's almost the line sideline, like, you know, like Hutchinson running around trying to get everyone pumped or golf doing that or something like that, you know? And I think if the 49ers are rolling on offense, I think, human nature it take it take the lions out and vice versa it would take the other team out of what they're good at you mm -hmm. know if you right. see the 49ers scoring and it's 21 10 you're like well maybe we got to run a little less which again 10 points you know 11 points it's only two scores you know <laughs> but it gets it it gets in their head though it does yeah, yeah but yeah. mentally and then before you know it you're just dropping back five straight times and you're like well if we're going to go 
drop back either of these teams consecutively, that pass rush is going to eventually get through. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with you on that too. Everything you said, making the lines one dimensional too, whether it's taking away something or forcing them by by um, scoring, making the score out of reach, a double digit score or whatever, to force them to become pass more of a passing team, taking away the play action. That's also going to help them win this game. Um, how do you how do you see the Lions winning this game if they, you know, if uh, if they won this game, how would you see that happening? Turnovers. Okay. You know, a fumble, even if it doesn't have to be a pick six, but I I think if you get a turnover, it doesn't even have to be a bunch. You know, like that Packer game, there should have been, what, six interceptions. Brock Purdy had, <laughs> had two or three, and Jordan Love had two, and one was dropped. Like, <laughs> you know, that game could have been really ugly. Um, but I think it's like those r- random turnovers, a fumbled punt, uh, a kickoff return, just those little things that are just – more demoralized and then if you throw a deep pass and it's picked you're like well it's a punt right um or if it's not in you know your own territory you know like the pick at the 20 yard line is going to be killer in this game yeah Um, so i think if if 49ers fumble a punt which they've been known to do in the playoffs or the lions get a kickoff return those are the things that put the pressure on yeah no i like that one i i was thinking too ball control if they can use Brown and Laporta and Gibbs and 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 Montgomery just to like make long methodical drives and, and and obviously scoring touchdowns at the end of those drives more than field goals and you shorten the game, you might put yourself in a position to be in a, you know be in a position to to score a last second drive to win the game. You know, if if you try to do a shootout with the Niners and trying to throw in a ball downfield and trying to score 35, I just don't think you can play that game. And that's a nine. I think that's a that's where the Niners will get to is like you thinking that you're going to have to score 40 points. You're just not going to. I don't think so. So just six to eight minutes drives, getting Brown open the middle field, getting Laporte open, you know, nickel in and diming them, giving taking them what they get you. uh Taking what the defense gives you is what I'm trying to say. And in the running game, I think that can help them try to pull off the upset here because keep, keep the offense cold that, and then, you know, give them as less chances of, of hurting you. You know, that's the other way I think they could win this game. Yeah. And I know it sounds simple because we say it, or at least I say it all the time, but like that Packer game was a perfect example of if you get in the red zone, like if you're just going to kick field goals, or try to do a tush push and end up with three drives in the red zone and six points. Like, you know, as great as you feel as you were moving the ball, the other team can be like, what did they, they kicked the field goal. They didn't get it. The Niners had what, like a four play drive for a touchdown. And you're like, we've just had the ball almost the whole quarter. And now we're losing seven to three. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are little things in these games where it sounds simple. um, But I think, you know, the barring them getting behind early, like the lines are going to move the ball. So if you can hold them to three field goals out of five trips or something like, all right, now we're, now we're looking at the Lions having 23 points instead of 30, right. <laughs> you know, correct. And that's yeah. a big difference. Cause that just, again, all these are like mental and it switches the pressure game. So both teams, you know, if the team gets down there, if you hold them to a field goal, barring just before the first half, you know, one of those three seconds left, I think it goes a long way because for the Lions, if you can stay in it, it amps up the pressure for the Niners as the game goes on. Like, uh oh, <laughs> we're only up three. 
You no, know, no, I agree. Yep, no, that. And, and, and like you said, it sounds like simple and redundant and kind of like obvious, but they, it makes a big difference of what, whether you're doing touchdowns or field goals. Um, I, I do think it's important you take the points as well at sometimes too. Like it just because it can be a killer if you drive and you get to the ten yard line and you walk away with nothing too. You know, if you're down seven, you're like, oh, I got to score seven right away. It might take your team out of it if you get nothing. Okay, uh, prediction. What do you think is going to happen? I'm going to pick the Niners. I'm going to go 34. Yeah, I won't go the same as last week. I think I said 34-23 last week. <laughs> and I was like, well, this uh, they're not getting to 34 at this rate. But um, we'll go 37-24. It's hilarious because I actually written down 34-23. I didn't even think of the, what we predicted last week, but I had 34-23 49ers. I think that uh, either like the, the Niners will just do enough to keep the score like two possessions you know, at like especially after halftime throughout the rest of the game. And it's always going to be like, oh, if they can just get a stop here, Jim, or whoever's calling the game with, you know, Romo and Jim Nance or whoever it is. But um, I think... I think that they'll a late score will put it away, but um, yeah, I think the Lions will kind of keep it in striking distance, but never kind of get all the way there. So yeah, 34, 23 Niners. And for the love of God, please be prepared 49ers for the fake field goal or the fake punt. <laughs> Cause Dan Campbell is going to do something great, especially if the game feels like it's, it's going in a certain way. Like, don't even attempt to block a punt. <laughs> don't even attempt to block a field goal unless it's like a game-winning field goal or whatever. Or just like, just play it safe, please. Because <laughs> Dan Campbell might have something saved up for this game, especially if it's close. Kind of like the Seahawks always used to do under Pete Carroll, like run out a fake field goal. Um, that that's I should have put that under one of my concerns. Is Dan Campbell doing something crazy on special teams? <laughs> just running a a fake punt when you don't expect it. I mean, I don't even care if they're punting from their own 20 yard line. Like, and if, if it's fourth and two, please be ready for the fake punt. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that, that, that's that. gotta be ready for Dan Campbell. He's ready yeah. to do one of those things. But I think um, overall it, it, it was, you know, even the, the lion season ends this way. It's, it's, it's house money at this point. It's, it's been an awesome season. So um, obviously for you, there's a little bit more aspirations for the, the 49ers. So it, it would definitely hurt the Niners more and Niners fans. If they lost this game than lions fans, because lions fans are just happy to be right now, you know, so we're good. We're good. Um, anything else on this game? I don't think so. Okay. Who, who you got winning the other side? Just the Ravens. Okay. So I was a little more nervous. I saw, I can't remember whatever ref they put on the chiefs game, uh, the road, the road team, the home team normally wins like 55% of the time. But with this ref, the road team, the home team only wins like 42% of the time. And I was like, great. I don't want to see Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. And I know Baltimore might be a harder matchup for the Niners, but I'd rather take the matchup. The 49ers do better. Like in revenge games, they get all fired up for it, but I'm like, just, just let Baltimore win. I don't want to see the Chiefs anymore. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, so. You got the Niners Ravens. Um, there was also another stat going around like the last couple times that 
like four times that Patrick Mahomes has played the Ravens and he's just like destroys them every time his stats are ridiculous against the Ravens. So um, I think I'm going to have the chiefs winning that game. I just, for some reason, their offense just started clicking these playoffs and I'm just like rice, you know, I always thought he was solid, but he's just like on something now and Pacheco being healthy and um, the Taylor Swift factor. I can't help, but think that like, a call or two might go their way and we're going to hear about it on Monday, which I hope doesn't happen. Uh, I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan too. Like, so it's just like hard for me to root against him because of his talent. Um, so I'm going to achieve. So I have chiefs Niners and, and you have chiefs Ravens. So that game's first too. So then I'll, I'll either be in a good or bad mood. Like, Oh, great. Here comes the Taylor Swift calls in the Super Bowl. Just don't even show up. Does she does she storm the stage on the halftime show yeah. with Usher? I know that's the one thing. Like for either team, if it's the Lions or the Niners, if the Chiefs make it, you're like, great. Now we're gonna have to. Eat. Every call is gonna be like, oh, here we go. Let's yeah, well, hand it to Taylor Swift to see about that holding call. What? Yeah, and and the other thing is, um, so the 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 conspiracy. So there's a couple of conspiracy theories on, on the Super Bowl. I don't know. Did you hear the logo color one? Yeah. Where, yeah, okay. And then there, the other one is the Eminem versus Taylor Swift conspiracy theory. So it's like, you know, Eminem and Taylor Swift will perform on halftime if, if uh, so, jump on stage with Usher. So I was like scrolling and someone, someone sent me like a TikTok and then I scrolled and it was one of the guys and he screenshotted like his TV um, for like the Super Bowl programming for that day and it had 49ers at it's at the 49ers and Ravens for the Super Bowl. Usher performs at halftime of the and then they had uh they clipped there's a preview of some of the commercials and they clipped uh a Lays commercial and it shows like confetti and it's red and gold confetti. Mm, yep, yep. Yeah, <laughs> it gets did, deep. And I was like, hey, and you know, I was telling my son, I'm like, you know, the Super Bowl logo thing, the last three winners, like it's been the team with the minority color, like on there. And I was like, there's barely any red. So I'm like, whatever, I don't care if it's scripted, just give me a Super Bowl win. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the level of um oh man, I, I just like I don't believe in any of that stuff because I'm like, there's there'd be like a whistle bolt. Like people would talk about it. like there there's no way it would go on this long without somebody blowing the whistle on it. Like oh, even I, I love sometimes you get those who's like, I have the script right now. And you're like, why don't you just publish the script then? If all these people have the script, like just tell me what's gonna happen in the third quarter. I don't have to watch then. Well, somebody I, I saw someone say that in one of the comments. He's like, Well, we'll just put all your money down on it then. Like, yeah. well, what are you telling us for? Like, just go <laughs> bet on it. Not- yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you trying to make a lot of money doing TikTok videos if you know who's winning? You can just put the bet down on it. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I, I just think like in all sports, it just comes down to, I don't think they're all on the up and up. Like you get some of the calls where you're like, all right, well, we're going for an over, we're going for an under, we're going for something. I think sometimes it affects the outcomes, but I think for the most part, like I don't know how you get 53 guys on every team to buy in and, yeah yeah and the guy that the guy that's making two hundred fifty thousand that blows out his acl is not going to whistleblow or something someone's not gonna be like here's five million dollars tell me what's going to happen this year and he's not going to be like yeah here's who's winning the super bowl yeah that's why it's not it, it would be like a ref thing but like even like they they 
they only really they have more control in the NBA than the NFL. You you need it would it would be blatantly obvious that they're they're going for something. But anywho, that's our conspiracy talk. Join us after hours if you want to hear more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, box score sports after dark. <laughs> <You Yeah. know? laughs> okay, man. Anything else? That's it. I will say though, if if it's the Lions, I will root for the Lions of the. The other teams, you know, they already won one. The Lions, I don't hate the Lions, like barring something crazy in this game where I have to hate the Lions. Um, that's why I was hoping the Bills would make it. Like I was thinking if it wasn't going to be the Niners, like a Bills Lions Super Bowl would be yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So or even see- the Bills Niners, like if the Niners lost to the Bills, like there's no history with that. I could be like, well, even though I'm not a big Buffalo, like the fans of Buffalo, you just like you feel for them as the kick goes wide right. Wide right, yeah. Um, but you know, at least I can go into a game like until we get to the Super Bowl if the Niners make it, not hating someone. The Lions, I don't hate. They're like, if they make it, that's you know, I hope they win it then. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm like I'm feeling that way about the Niners too. Like, I guess I don't know. I gotta see what happens. Like, not that I I would I don't think I'll root for anybody. Like, if it's the Chiefs and Niners, I might not even root for anyone. Like, just sometimes when I go into the Super Bowl, I'm like, just give me a good game. Just give me a good game because I'm so used to not, none of my teams being in a position to be in a Super Bowl. So just give me a good game. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, but the Niners winning wouldn't be bad. They haven't won in a while, right? It's been, it's been, I mean, they've been there. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a couple of, they've been there a couple of times, but they haven't won in a while. So uh, there is part of me that like with Mahomes, if he gets there, I just, the Brady, Brady being the greatest NFL quarterback at all time and, him not being as talented arm talent wise as some of these other guys, it's always going to bug me. Uh, like, you know, put tape of Aaron Rodgers' top 10 plays versus Tom Brady's. There's there's going to be a difference. So there's always a little part of me that's like, well, if Mahomes wins another one, when can we start talking about this? But obviously we'll have to wait down the road and see. But anyway, okay, man. Well, thanks a lot for joining me. Yep. Thanks for having me. Okay, and everybody else, thank you so much for listening. Right after this one, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna send it over to me and Travis and Ryan, and we're gonna talk about the Ravens and the Chiefs. Now we're back. We're gonna talk with uh, our resident Chiefs fan and our resident Ravens fan, uh, Ryan and Travis. Travis, first, how's it going, man? It's going great. It's nothing quite like playing with house money. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we got our, our, our Ravens fan here as well. Ryan. Ryan, how's it going? Good. It's conference championship week. Lamar's not hurt. It's a good year. Yeah, yeah. Good year. It looks like he got some weapons, a good offense around him. The defense is looking good. Uh, let me ask you this. I'm just going to ask you real quick about the game last week. Your your um, minute or two thoughts on the game. Were you a little nervous when it was going you know, into halftime 10 to 10? I was, I couldn't understand like the game plan in the first half. I I felt like on offense when they'd show the replays, the routes were deep and the Texans were blitzing a lot. So I didn't understand why they weren't doing quick passes and they didn't really establish the run yet either. So I was a little nervous at halftime. Um, But I knew Munkin was better than previous coordinators that has it. And you can see that with adjustments they make because they came right out second half, did what they should have been doing in the first half. I was probably most impressed that Stroud got pressured like 
20 times and never got sacked. I don't know how that guy knows how to get rid of the ball or where to get rid of it, but he's so good at that. I expect him to give teams a lot of problems going forward. Um, but that was a good sign. They were pressuring him that much. I felt like the Texans offense wasn't doing anything. So as soon as the Ravens could do anything, I knew it would kind of be like a death blow as soon as they'd get a touchdown. Yeah. It's sort of what happened too. Right. So it was kind of funny because, uh, that's the kind of way I predicted it. Like it would be close to half and then the Ravens would roll. That's, that's what I thought would happen. And that's kind of what did happen. Uh, the Stroud, not only did he not take a sack, but he didn't even throw a pick. Like, I, I don't understand that part either because usually a young quarterback, you know, you saw it kind of with Jordan Love. He came under pressure that last play, threw it across his body, the interception there. So, it, it, yeah, he was impressive despite all the, the circumstances he was dealing with, even though they lost. So, I think uh, Houston fans, when I was on their blog after, were like, why did D'Amico Ryan stop blitzing at, in the second? I mean, it was quicker throws, but... Their defense was aggressive in the first half, and then they kind of laid back, and that's when Lamar started taking off and running, and then they were hitting those easy underneath throws. And Houston, maybe they just lacked the personnel to keep it up for the full game, but they kind of helped the Ravens too by kind of relaxing, I guess, according to Texans fans in the second half and the way they played D. Well, hey, it was impressive. They went from the second overall pick this past year to getting to the divisional round of the playoffs. So I think you're right. Personnel problems were, I mean, personnel was probably an issue, right? Because they 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 were the one of the worst teams last year. So we'll see what they do. Uh, let's, uh, Travis, uh, you barely squeaked by this week. We saw another wide right by a Buffalo Bills kicker, um, unfortunately for Bills fans. Uh, but uh, your thoughts on your, your game minute or two? Uh, yeah, I feel bad. I mean, honestly, if it was anybody but the Chiefs, I would feel sick for Bills fans. I mean, that's a great fan base. I really like that team. And, and I mean, it's becoming a, a good rival with the Chiefs, of course. I, I think it's surpassed any any of them. And there's not the nastiness, you know, that, yeah, you know, they were excited to play at, at home. But, and as for the Chiefs, I thought, I, I mean, starting from the defensive side, I think the the Chiefs uh, sold out to let them run more. So when, when I heard people talk about, oh, you know, the Ravens are going to run all over them, I think it was a game plan choice in Buffalo. Just it, and it, I think it did show. I mean, what they say, like Josh Allen threw three or four beyond ten mm-hmm. yards down. So I think that's I think that was the game plan. So defensively, I'm more worried about the injuries that came from that game than anything else but offensively quite frankly i'm excited i mean every year after (laughs) beating your dolphins it was like a stepping stone they played even better in buffalo i think um Mm -hmm. weird fumble at the end zone there they didn't jump on that ball that was i mean two two fumbles by the bills that really should have been the chiefs and, and that could have made the the margin wider but um Feel bad for Bills fans. That was that was rough. I mean, even for me, I was like, okay, it's gonna be tied. They're gonna give Patrick whatever, too much time. Four, yeah, minute yeah. forty-seven. Yeah, you know that. I mean, that's what he lives for, and so. Yeah, it was so funny about that last drive too. Like Buffalo was kind of like wasting time, wasting time, wasting time, and then they hit the two-minute warning, and then they all of a sudden like went with two passes and and stopped like wasting time. I didn't quite understand that strategy. 
Um, he did have the guy in the end zone. He also had uh, Diggs coming across the field wide open underneath. Uh, and uh, Chris Jones, I think, disrupted. But it was sort of interesting that they switched up the strategy after the two-minute warning. Yeah. Uh, when, when they, you know, when you thought they were just trying not to give the Chiefs another opportunity. Yeah, and I noticed that too. It it, it and and it seemed like the tempo changed, mm-hmm. and it's like they couldn't make up their mind. And kind of going back to the other game that you and Ryan were just talking about, it's almost like. The Texans came out of halftime going, oh, right, we're in this game. We're Now we're going to start playing more conservative versus just let it rip because, I mean, I'm sorry. The, you know, that's where that inexperience of the of the two teams is. Yeah. Or at least in the Texans game, you got a really young team. Buffalo, I, I hate to say it, Patrick lives in there, uh, lives rent-free up here. And mm-hmm. and I and I really do believe that made a, a difference on that tempo change. Yeah. Yeah, I think Patrick lives rent free in a lot of teams' tents, to be fair, <laughs> yes. but especially the Bills. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the game this weekend, the AFC Championship game. We're going to have the Baltimore Ravens again against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be in Baltimore. Uh, we obviously we don't gamble, but I just checked out some like um, things on this. Like for example, the uh, Baltimore Ravens are favored by three and a half points. Uh, the over under is forty, almost forty five points, which is kind of crazy. They just expect these two teams to just have kind of a a shootout. Um, so let me just ask. Uh, let's start with you, Ryan. What are you most confident in um, in your Ravens and what they're going to be able to do on Sunday? I've been most confident in their defense just watching game to game. It seems like whatever McDonald comes up with seems to work. Guys like Van Oy and Clowney are making plays consistently. <laughs> it shocks me every week when they cut through and make a play, but they keep doing it. And then I'm confident, too, in having Kyle, if Kyle Hamilton's out there, I like their their defense to stop the other team. When he went out the end of that 49ers game and kind of garbage time, the Niners just moved the ball like crazy against them. Uh, as long as he's in the game, I feel like he matches. I don't know if they'll put him on Kelsey or what they'll do with him, but he he's like a key piece on their defense of what they want to do. So right now I have – actually more confidence in their defense than offense um, week to week, even though their offense is strong too. Yeah. Which says something about their defense though, right? Like is it, if that's the unit that you're most confident in, what about you, uh, um, Travis, what uh, your chiefs, what are you most confident in, in the chiefs? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, and, you know, mm-hmm. playoff Patrick is way different than regular season. Patrick, um, you know, uh, he doesn't, he, I mean, he just plays exceptionally well in, in, in tough situations and, and especially against really good defenses, he's always excelled really well. So I, I think it's going to be one of those, you know, the two of, uh, forces collide, one of them's going to have to give. So either the, that really good Baltimore defense or Patrick and, uh, that's, but I have a lot of confidence that at least he'll play well and, I mean, that's how I kind of view it uh, because defensively they're beat up and uh, offensively, you know, we already are, have a well-documented history of wide receivers and passes and stuff. Right, so right. even though it's, it looks like they turned that around in the playoffs a little bit, like Rice yeah. has been awesome and Kelsey seems to be a little bit more rejuvenated. It, so I think good. since that, that, that embarrassing Raiders game at home, mm-hmm. it's like they almost have, 
kind of like to use a basketball analogy, they have their rotation set. And it's like all these guys have learned their spot in that rotation. And I think that's, I think that's calmed them down, believe it or not. It, I mean, I'm just speculating. That's what it seems that it's like the same three or four receivers out there. And I think that's helped. Yeah, no, I I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Okay, well, while we're at you, uh, Travis, what's your biggest question with the Chiefs? What's your biggest um it's the it's the defense. I mean, like right now they got three players that are that I know didn't practice today that probably are trending towards maybe one or two of them are trending towards not playing. And especially with that quarterback, <laughs> you need to have a linebacker who's fast that's going to watch him, you know? Uh, and the Chiefs do have two linebackers that are really good about that. And one of those guys is it may not play. And that's that's my biggest concern is if 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 Willie Gay doesn't play, it's going to put a lot of pressure on, on let's say, lower-grade linebackers to watch one of the best players in the NFL. So right. that's my biggest concern. That's a good one. How about you, Tra- uh, Travis? Uh, how about you, Ryan? What's your biggest uh, um, question mark when it comes to the Ravens? I think it's just beating the Chiefs, getting over the hump, and proving okay. themselves in the playoffs with this team. Because I honestly, I've seen the Ravens win a couple of Super Bowls in my lifetime, but this is the best team they've had that I can remember as far as balance best overall team so they just got to go on the field and perform that way doesn't mean they'll 100 percent beat the Chiefs because the Chiefs got Mahomes and good coaching and stuff but I think they're the better overall team if I'm just being honest yeah oh I agree completely yeah I do too and and that's one thing like I when we were talking about the other game like the Niners to me and the Ravens are the most two most complete teams right now in the playoffs. And that's where the advantage is. The one thing, though, that the Chiefs have that the Lions don't is Patrick Mahomes, right? So that's what the, may be the great equalizer in that. Um, uh, what's your biggest concern about going up against the Chiefs, Ryan, other than Taylor Swift? <laughs> and Kelsey Evan is Jason Kelsey Evan is sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was having fun. Yeah, um, he was. <laughs> I think it's just the off off uh, schedule plays that Mahomes can make when a play breaks down, where maybe like Stroud was just getting rid of it to save himself. Mahomes can get out of there and make a play, you know, and maybe make him pay for not taking him down. Or I I trust Reed and Spagnolo to call like good games too. So. I don't expect them to come out and change something that was successful like the Texans did. So right. the consistency of those things throughout a game just puts a lot of pressure on your team throughout the game. But I do think um, there's probably more pressure in the game on the Chiefs than the Ravens, but that's just my opinion. Okay, okay. Because Taylor will be watching, is that it? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, what about you, you, Travis? What's your biggest uh, concern with the Ravens? See, I, I'm completely opposite. Um, I think it's. I think all the pressure is on the Ravens, mm-hmm. and I really do think the Chiefs are playing with house money because of that talent gap. Uh, but my biggest concern, my biggest concern with the Ravens, is that they're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna make mistakes like Buffalo. You know, they're not gonna put put the ball on the ground. They're well coached, um, and if that running game becomes downhill. Um, not only is it 
keeping Patrick on the sideline. It's also uh, just just hammering a defense that's already got some problems. So I'm a little bit worried with that, but, um, you know, the Chiefs will shake it off. Yeah, it, it, there you go. Look at what you did there. I saw what you did there. Uh, yeah, so it, it's funny because I would also, like, for me, it's it's partly Lamar Jackson, too. Like, the third and 13 that you think you have the Ravens, you know, hey, we can play a little bit of prevent here and just give him whatever on, on underneath, and then he runs for 13 yards and gets the first down. Those type of plays, like when you play a guy like Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, they're so backbreaking because you're, you're just like, oh, how did we allow that to happen? So I think that's something that um, if I were a Chiefs fan, somebody rooting for the Chiefs, I'd be like, oh, man, I don't want to play this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. It's the, I think, I don't know about you guys. I think it's the unpredictable the how -hmm. they play unpredictable Mm -hmm. you know it's not like like the other game you know brock purdy is not going to run off on you but you know jared goff is not going to run off on you Mm -hmm. these two in this afc game (laughs) who knows you know the difference is is that patrick won't have designed runs like lamar and yeah i mean they and you're right i mean third and long and they get running around the they you're in man-to-man defense and your backs are to him they're gonna take off on you so yeah and the fake slide is becoming a big thing among quarterbacks so we'll somebody's see gonna somebody's yeah. gonna get lit up if it, the next yeah. time that happens i really think uh, we'll talk it's a different different topic but that's something i think the nfl gotta get rid of because it's so annoying yeah um yeah. x factor for you ryan for both teams pick one for both teams if you could x factor uh, for the Ravens, I know Mark Andrews might be playing, but I still think it's Isaiah Likely. Their mm, offense yep. started to do better in the second half when they targeted him. The receivers aren't necessarily like deep threats at all. They're kind of quick in space guys that get yak. And Likely is a tight end that can can make big plays. He can stiff arm a dude in the head and make a 30-yard play. He can jump over and moss people. So I think Andrews will play some, but I'd like to see them focus on getting it to likely five, six, at least catches in the game. And then the Chiefs X factor, I'd probably say, <laughs> uh, probably if that naughty, their defensive tackle play, because he didn't play in the last game and the Bills ran for like a crazy amount. At least I read on the the Chiefs site that they really missed him as a guy in the middle that could kind of plug things up because they're going to need to at least have some sort of resistance to the run up the middle. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, what about you, Travis? Give us an X factor for each team. Uh, for the Chiefs, Chris Jones has to show up uh, in this championship game. I mean, he played well the last two, but wasn't that, you know, causing chaos? He needs to cause chaos. I, I think that's, and he did last year in the in the AFC Championship game against uh, the Bengals. He caused chaos. Now, granted, the Bengals' offensive line is Swiss cheese compared to the Ravens, <laughs> but I, I think he needs to cause chaos. And for the Ravens, I, I I really do think that, I mean, that tight end. If if Andrews plays, that's one thing. But I just think the X factor. Will be that def- will be the de- the uh, not the defensive the offensive line. Of course, it goes with my other thing with Chris Jones, but I, I think that is what will really make or break. I mean, obviously, I'm like talking in cliches, but yeah, <laughs> that, I think that'll. Uh, I think that's the the key to 
keeping you got to get the Ravens off the field in yeah. in three downs. Period. Yeah. I think Pacheco is going to be important for the Chiefs Pacheco's, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I also think um, the defensive line for the the Chiefs. I mean, both of you mentioned one, but like just in in general, just containing um, Lamar within the pocket. Don't let him get outside the pocket. Don't let him be able to step up with room in the pocket because and it's easier said than done, obviously. But that that would be uh, that would be nice for the the chiefs um as well um the uh the th this game's gonna be fun i think this is gonna be the close game i think that this game is probably gonna be a one score game but let me ask you brian how how does the ravens win this game i think they need to do what they've been doing all season establish the run and Lamar's usually the one that does it i mean when they had keaton mitchell before his knee blew out to pieces he was a guy that could really get some of those chunk runs, but Edwards and Hill aren't going to really get you any chunk plays. So that's where Lamar's legs make the difference. You saw that in the second half of the Texans game where he just had like 75 yards rushing in the second half. Yeah. And that opened up to passing because that once he's starting to take off and run, guys are watching for him and then there's gaps to throw. And so I think they win the game if he can – make those plays that he normally makes. I know the Chiefs have a probably better defense than most of the teams they've played, but I, I did say, you know, some friends that I was texting, the Ravens are plus 234 this year when Lamar starts. So they've been beating everybody by about two touchdowns on average when he plays. I don't think that's going to be the case, but I have confidence that he's going to make enough plays running the ball to at least open that up. Uh, you did it to both the, my teams, right? Like, didn't you blow up both my teams this year? And the Niners, Blue Lions, Dolphins, yeah. And the Niners, yeah. So I don't know if you should be bringing that stat up, stat <laughs> up on this podcast. Uh, well, what about you, uh, Travis? How does the the Chiefs win this game? Uh, I, I, I mean, obviously everything revolves around Patrick, and I think that it's got to be complete mistake-free football uh, across the board. You can't have drops. You have to get, you have to, you know, convert third downs. And I mean, you're, when you mentioned Pacheco, and I think he's a big part of it, but I, I really think the, the thing that they win this game is if Andy Reid fine, you know, changes, goes completely off schedule and just messes with the Ravens, I'm doing a whole game plan that they haven't seen all year. And I think that's it. I, I'm because I mean, just like Brian said, I mean, the Ravens, I, I read that today that they have beaten nine winning teams this year by 14 or more points. Hmm. So, I mean, that's a, that's a crazy number. So uh, I think you just have to, you know, change things up from what you're, typical operation is and, and the chiefs do have a an idea but I, I just think it does revolve around patrick completely though yeah there was there was a some stats i should have took a picture of it but i saw it on twitter like patrick mahomes usually plays very well against the ravens too so they'll the ravens d has to kind of throw something a little different at him too i think but i would i agree with ryan though like this team is the most complete ravens team that i've seen so it's it's a little different you know mm. <laughs> so oh, yeah 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 okay let's predict the game then let's uh get your prediction travis what's the score who wins who's going to las vegas uh, 
I think it's gonna. I I think it's. I think it's gonna be over that, the over number. I really do. I think it'll be like, thirty one, twenty seven ish. I'm gonna pick the Chiefs because, mm-hmm. um, just like in the day of the Patriots, until somebody beats the champ, you just gotta keep picking them. Am I totally convinced that the Chiefs are gonna win? No, I'm like fifty one percent. Uh, confident because the Ravens are really good and that's a legit Super Bowl team. And but until somebody beats Patrick again, I'm just going to pick the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Ryan? What what do you got? Who's going to Vegas? I would also say the same score as Travis, but <laughs> I was going to say thirty-one twenty-four Ravens, but. <laughs> the, only, the only reason I think it's going to be a little more high scoring is just the quality of quarterbacks and both teams can run the ball. I Ravens were like 14th or something against the run. They're not world beaters against the run. So I think Pacheco and some of these guys will get some yards against them. There will be some, you know, whenever he can run the ball, that opens up other things. So I don't think it'll be like, you know, 17, 13 or something, you know, it's going to be cold and windy. I expect there to be some offense and big plays. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think I I I, re- I wrote it down 30 31 27 uh, because I, I it just seems like the right score. I don't know why. I think uh, I I picked the Chiefs to win. Um, it's mainly because I, I'm with I'm with your tr- logic, Travis. And I think too, like if you think of the the last three weeks, who has been more battle tested? it would probably be the chiefs. Right. And that always concerns me when you, it's like almost like in, when you're playing a video game and you go from like rookie mode to all Madden mode and it's like, Oh yeah, there, there's some really good teams. Now I'm not confident in that pick either, but I'm just leaning on Patrick Mahomes and, and his uh, experience. But I think it will be fun if either one of these teams get to the Super Bowl. Uh, and uh, for your sake, Ryan, you know, it would be nice for Lamar to get his validation. Um, how often does the MVP, by the way, I know he didn't technically win it yet, but, but they don't typically get to the Super Bowl often, right? Like, isn't there a stat against MVPs getting to the Super Bowl? I think it's almost year, like a Madden jinx, right? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. last year was like an anomaly. Right, actually. right. Yeah. Typ- typically, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So that also is a concern of mine, but... Um, yeah, uh, so that that's it. So Ryan, you got your Ravens. Me, me and Travis got the Chiefs, uh, 31-27. I want to get your prediction for the other game real quick, though, uh, just to see what your Super Bowl pick is going to be. So Ryan, who you have when winning the other game, the NFC? Me and Clint already broke it down, so we don't have to go into too much detail, but who you got? This has nothing to do with the jersey you're wearing, but I'm going to pick the Lions, 27-24. I just... <laughs> okay. I felt like the Packers outplayed the Niners last week, and I'm hoping the Lions come in and same thing happens. And Debo, if he doesn't play, I think we'll see. But Goff is playing the best he's ever played. I don't know what Dan Campbell's telling him and boosting his confidence, <laughs> but he doesn't look like the same awkward kind of Jared Goff that's kind of like decent but not great. He looks better than that. Yeah, I, well, I hope you're right, man. That would be great. I'd love for the Lions to get to the Super Bowl, and I'd be happy to play either the Chiefs or the Ravens. But uh, uh, what about you, Travis? What do you got? Yeah, that's sad because I thought I, I wasn't even looking at your jersey. Um, I I honestly think the Lions are going to win. 
oh don't do this guys I, i'm dead serious and and it's not because of your lions per se mm. it's because that niners team hasn't laid an egg here recently and they and they consistently will do it on games that they should never lose and i think the packers scared them enough and the packers scared you know i mean how they played but i had this conversation with the niners fan today niners fans deep down the ones that are real niners fans are scared to death that their big name defensive line is doing nothing mm. in the last few weeks and between the lions running game giving golf time back there it's not a hostile crowd this is not baltimore this isn't buffalo that they're playing this is san francisco this is a a docile crowd i mean other than the weather maybe maybe goofy well actually no it's supposed to be supposed, super, yeah it's supposed gorgeous. to be 70 and yeah it's yeah, gonna be so good weather this is like a dome yeah see this I, I'm is sorry <laughs> this is my concern because a lot of like you know other podcasts or like sports people i'm listening to it like all the lions and i'm like oh guys let's not do this let's not do this um, don't get my hopes up the, the one saving, like, I'm like, if Debo's out, I'm just, I'm, I like the, the chances more because the, the, they're one of those teams and one of their pieces are missing. They're, they're kind of often stalls a little now, bit more. So now one thing though, I will say this. So Ravens chiefs play first, right? Yeah. If the chiefs manage to upset the Ravens, it's going to put an urgency in that Niners locker room though. They can't get upset at home. And so I don't know if that makes a difference to a team like the Niners. I don't follow them that closely, but I, because Campbell's going to have the Lions ready to, you know, tear chairs out and seats. So Fight off kneecaps. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, or the NFL is going to want Taylor Swift and Eminem at the Super Bowl. That's <laughs> that, the I would take that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Have, well, the, uh, have a little confidence, Ryan. Come on. We're with you. <laughs> Well, I, I wish I could. I, like this is this is like this is real house money, guys. Getting uh <laughs> two home playoff games that I've never got to see the Lions play a home playoff game in my lifetime. So since '91, I think it was the last time they did. I was born, but I I would never have remembered that. And and uh and uh, winning those two games and going to the NFC Championship, that's house money. So there's there's very little pressure on the Lions, which is also good for them. I did pick the 49ers, full full disclosure, I think 34-23. I think a late touchdown kind of put it out of reach. That's what it kind of picks. But um, Which is funny because Clint originally had the same score, but he changed it because he had this score last week. So I don't know why like we all have the same scores on every game, but whatever. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. I think it's going to be a fun weekend. I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh yeah, no, absolutely. That's I think champ. I think these the division around championship is some of the most most exciting sports all year. I mean, it really for is. sure. 100%. Especially this. I mean, this weekend, what's on the the line? And honestly, I mean, uh, I mean, as a Lions fan, are you are you happy just to make the Super Bowl, even if you get ran over by the AFC team? Well, yeah, like we're like, even if we got ran over by the Niners this week, I'm just like, yeah, we're here. Let's let's go. Like, that's that's what like, it's so funny because like, you you know, we live Ryan and you, well, you both kind of know this. We live in Packer country. It's like every year yeah. they're disappointed. Like, oh, we didn't make the Super Bowl. We didn't make the Super Bowl. I'm like, guys, you know what? Like live through a couple for 12 years and tell me like how disappointed your season is. Like it, it's right. it's rough. So we're we're as a Lions fan playing with house. I was so like that that win 
win against the Rams, that was just huge. Like just, you know, the last, last week was kind of nice too, obviously like we're happy we won that one, but the big one was the Rams game. And it's just like, man, if we could have got another home game, if, if the, if the Packers would have found a way to sneak that out, that would have been awesome. But I'm, I'm, I think they'll keep it close for a while, but I think the Niners will pull out. They're just a very complete team and the weather isn't going to be a factor. So we'll see. And sometimes sometimes just experience too. Right. The Niners have a lot more. I got to ask Travis something. I know you're mediating Ryan, but is it more gratifying like seeing the Chiefs win these games on the road? Because the Ravens Ravens haven't ever hosted a championship game. And I think M&T is like one of the most underrated stadiums Uh, for noise. And you're so, used to seeing these games at Arrowhead or other places. I think even if the Ravens do lose, people will get to see like how loud it gets there, which will be cool. I think it's it is underrated. Um, I, you know, because there's a lot of, I mean, they talked about it especially during the Dolphins Chiefs game that the Dolphins aren't set up. The AFC has got loud stadiums, and they're in cold weather, and so would in, in regards to your question, I I Patrick wants to be the bad guy he, he he wants to be the grim reaper and that's his whole mindset of going in playing these games on the road and I, I i love it i mean he's he you could tell he wants to be tom brady too and that's what tom brady did you know so that's i look forward to that but yeah that stadium is going to be so loud he also said it's the only between that place and Seattle are the only two places he, he uses or ever uses on count. Every place else, he, he verbally talks to his his offensive lineman. So it, it'll be a good, I mean, it'll be a, a good show. I mean, you guys got T-Pain for halftime. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, in a degree, I, I know we talked about it early and way in early in the year after 50 years of basically being like the lions these last six years have been the greatest thing ever for football and so mm. you know if the and the lions probably are a year early and in 2018 the chiefs were prop were a year early and tom so it's exciting times but yeah uh, i i do appreciate the fact that at least everything i've seen between the ravens and the chiefs has been it's been very respectful back and forth. It's not, you know, they haven't played each other as much as, uh, you know, like the Chiefs have played other teams like the Bills or yeah. you know, the, the Bengals are just this, right? Nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even Bingo fans are out there going, oh, you guys have got to beat the Ravens for us. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have that animosity. That's why I think it'll be a, a great I think game. Reed and Harbaugh are too close of buddies to let they their are. team smack to each other. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's the same thing with like beating Jacksonville last year in the in the playoffs. It's like, and there was an Arrowhead, and, and but you know Reed and Peterson were like this, or so. But yeah, there's too much respect between the two teams. Yeah, come on, guys, start fighting each other. There <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been. Are, 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 are you tonight. kidding? Uh, you Talk know, about it, each other's moms a little bit. Let's get some mom jokes. And the going sad thing is, is if 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 I if my team's at home watching the Super Bowl. I want the Ravens to demolish the NFC team. Mm. I do. Sorry. Sorry, Lions fan. 
No, 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 uh, no, no. We need, we need, we need the Lions. The what, Lions have never won a Super Bowl, so it's it's like to me. I was rooting. For, I, I, I'm a Dolphins fan, obviously, but I was rooting for the Bills, and it's only because I wanted the Bills and Lions to play in the Super Bowl, and then whoever won would be the first time they've ever won in their history, and I thought that would be kind of cool. But of course, the Bills didn't. You know, the Bills got Mahomes or whatever. So, and the Bills build, build it, I guess, yeah, whatever. They, but they did, yeah. But... I do hope uh, Reed calls a few jet sweeps with Hardman this week, especially near the goal line. Uh, he's going to hold on with both hands. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it, that's insane. Why would you not turn around and hand it to 10 and let him, you know, what somebody called, asked him, he said today that people think he's like, uh, he's like biting. He's like, a, he's not a zombie runner. <laughs> It's so funny. Would do. Yeah, it's so funny to me because like that drive, they they move the ball all the way up and down the field, just normal football play calls, and they're like, when we get to the goal line, let's do a let's do a jet sweep with Harvin, who who like what 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 has he done since he's come back? To, like, right. I, I don't I don't he, get he, it. I don't know he, what he, these teams think sometimes. Uh, it's like, like, what are you doing? It's like let's be it really cute down here. I don't. Yeah. Oh, that you know, that's one thing that will be that's probably enough. I should have thought about that. I now that you brought that up, the big X factor is the Chiefs can't have can't be outplayed. You know, the Bills had like 37 extra plays compared to the Chiefs, yeah, last weekend. They killed it, yeah. I mean, if you do that, if the Ravens do that, mm. uh, you're done at halftime, yeah, you know. Yeah, we'll see if the Ravens come in like and just demolish the Chiefs, which you know, I don't think that'll happen. happen. But I, I don't think it will, but I, I'll be like, I don't care who they're playing the, the Super Bowl. I'm picking the Ravens too, because right. I think, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're on a heater right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. Yeah, it, oh, sorry. Travis, no, go I was ahead. just going to say that I, the AFC is just, it's, it's, it's a gauntlet. Yeah, you know? it is. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, hey, it was fun. Yeah. Thanks, Travis. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, for all you listening, thanks so much for listening to me and Clint break down the Lions and the Niners. And uh, thanks for listening to Travis. Ryan and I do the same for the the Ravens and the Chiefs. It's going to be a fun weekend. Let us know in the comments down below what you guys think. Also, if you haven't yet, follow me on Instagram, follow YouTube channel uh, uh, where we um, post clips and you can see some of our faces. And you're welcome for that. So uh, thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys all enjoyed and we will talk to you guys soon.